You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. What's up, guys? This is episode seven of the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast, and like each and every week, I'm your host, Dan Soden. So this week was a little different for me. This morning, I actually made it onto TMZ Live. Uh, I cut a little promo on Chrissy Teigen, so you guys can go to TMZ's uh, website and check that out. Um, Let me know what you think on Twitter, at Daniel Soden. And speaking of Twitter... The Fired Up Pro Wrestling Podcast now has an official Twitter, at 3SecTan. That's the numeral 3, S-E-C-T-A-N. Fired Up Pro Wrestling was too long, and Fired Up Wrestling was already taken. So we had to settle for 3SecTan. A little homage to John Cena, who happens to be the seventh follower. And this is the seventh episode. So folks, it's meant to be. So we're going to get into it this week with some sad news. Uh, unfortunately, uh, wrestling icon and legend Paul Orndorff passed away at age 71. Passed away due to complications with dementia. Our thoughts are with his family. Um, as always, I do want to remind everyone that the Outside of the Ring stuff is presented by TheDailySmart.com. Uh, you can visit TheDailySmart.com to get all of your wrestling news they kind of cultivate uh, all the wrestling websites into one location so you can peep everything out uh, if you prefer you can go um to any of the app stores and search uh the daily smart and it'll pop right up an app to have right on your phone uh so this week uh today it came out that walter uh hurt his hand it's not known the severity of the injury but it will delay his title defense uh this coming week Um, hopefully it's a speedy recovery Uh, uh, Fightful.com says Becky Lynch will be at this weekend's Money in the Bank Uh, it's not known if she will have any involvement but she will be at the show Um, Sheamus everyone's favorite uh, Irish wrestler not named Finn Balor or Becky Lynch got engaged this week Um, congrats guys Uh, Tucker Former former WWE superstar and uh, tag team partner with Otis uh, was on a podcast earlier this week where he talked about some ideas that he had pitched Vince McMahon, one being a dickhead golfer and the other being a mansplainer. Uh, Makes sense why Tucker was released from WWE. Um, Brian Pillman Jr. and uh, Griff Garrison uh, officially signed with AEW this week. Uh, Congrats, guys. Uh, Speaking of... um, Big news, Chelsea Green made her debut for Ring of Honor at Best in the World. Uh, Along with uh, Chelsea debuting, Bandito beat Roosh for the Ring of Honor World title. Um, And NXT will be airing on Sci-Fi Tuesday, July 27th due to the Olympic Games. And finally, uh, Bailey will be out of action for nine months due to a knee injury that she uh, she got while at the Performance Center. Um, it's not known exactly the severity of the knee injury, but she's out for nine months, so I would imagine it's pretty serious. 
Uh, when we get back, we will kind of go into that format that we worked last week. Worst show to best show. Stay tuned and uh, be prepared. back with uh the worst show of the week and like always it seems it's monday night raw uh things start off with the new day coming out we got xavier woods versus bobby lashley uh i thought this was going to be kind of a quick and easy squash match for bobby kind of show his dominance much to my degree uh chagrin chagrin degrin chagrin i'll have to look that up later um xavier woods uh picks up the win with a roll up uh I have to say this single run, singles run kind of thing that they've been doing with Woods has been uh, working for me. I just put together some solid TV matches, this kind of being another one. Uh, Bobby just walks out all all sad. Uh, when we get back from commercial, MVP is backstage talking. He lets everyone know that Bobby left the building to kind of gather his thoughts. And he'll be back for the VIP lounge at the end of the show. Uh, we get... The gender sword segment. He asks his crew uh, for the sword after he rode in uh, Chuck Palumbo style into uh, the backstage. Um, I like the concept of what they're doing with Jinder and Drew. I just, the delivery lacks a little bit for me. Um, we get an Alexa Bliss segment. She uh, She's talking with Eva Marie and Dewdrop. Uh, Eva Marie kind of um, delivers her lines. Like she's going, um, she's going over them for the first time. She's a very um, sitcom, like terrible sitcom, sitcom esque delivery, and it's uh, it just adds to the terribleness of the character, which I I assume at this point they're going for. Uh, Do drop doesn't say much. Uh, we get a little angry bliss at the end. Uh, Jinder and company are now in ring. They're calling out Drew. Drew appears on the uh, Titantron uh, in the backstage. Uh, it looks like Jinder and company broke the sword while they were cleaning it. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Drew lets us all know that sword is a replica. Because why would Drew McIntyre bring such a family heirloom to the ring? And Drew then takes the correct sword that he did bring with him and destroys Jinder Mahal's uh, bike. Like I said, I enjoy the feud being there. I just don't enjoy what's going on with it. Uh, we get uh, a Nikki Ash and Matt Riddle segment because WWE is going to continue to make it seem like Matt Riddle is a likable character. Uh, so that ends. We get Nikki Ash versus Asuka versus Naomi versus Alexa Bliss. Um, we get a quick Asuka promo in Picture in Picture. Uh, Eva and Dewdrop eventually come out. Alexa goes after Eva. Dewdrop makes the save. Dewdrop drops her off the guardrail. Um, and then, poof, Alexa disappears. Where is she? No one knows. Naomi did hit this kind of cool split squash over uh, Nikki and Oscar. Uh, I thought that was kind of nice. Uh, Nikki Ash picks up the win over Oscar. Uh, I'm assuming she's not going to win Money in the Bank, but I do think we're going to get that I Can Fly superhero spot, which should be a nice little thing for her we get a viking raiders promo followed by an aj styles in-ring promo with almost and then uh we're gonna see the tag team titles defended at money in the bank 
I thought they were going to be at the first live Raw, but plans change. Uh, we get Ivar versus AJ Styles. Ivar picks up the win over AJ Styles in just a basic match. It was it did it served its purpose. Almost versus Eric. Uh, almost picks up the win. Very dominant. Um, still hasn't taken a bump yet, which I kind of like what they're saving that for. I assume it's going to be how they lose the tag team titles when they do lose the tag team titles. They follow this up with a Sheamus, uh, Adam Pierce, and Sonya Deville segment. Sheamus just being that that grimy guy that he is, um, really leaning into the character these days with the face mask. Um, I would like to see them kind of give him someone else eventually to make kind of like a, a little tag team of henchmen. Um, Sheamus, I, I feel like Sheamus, the bar was Sheamus's best run in recent memory. Um, so I kind of, I'm kind of hoping that they, they eventually kind of go back to that well. And if they're going to lean into this character, go full throttle with it. Um, I felt like maybe Killian Dane would have been the correct choice to be his tag team partner, but he's gone. Um, we get a New Day uh, Lucha House Party segment. That's kind of just a throwaway segment. Uh, Sheamus uh, attacks Humberto backstage. Um, Damian Priest... Um, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor kind of check on him. Um, Ali walks off with a smirk. Mansoor follows. They did not follow that up on the show. Um, but Damien Priest kind of makes sure Humberto is doing okay. Uh, we get Sheamus versus uh, Humberto for the U.S. title. Um, Humberto can bar- barely stand because of the uh, the attack backstage, of course. Uh one of the most vicious bro, uh, bro kicks in quite a while. Sheamus picks up the win. Uh, he goes to leave, but then comes back in to give the beat down one last time. Damian Priest uh, makes the rundown for the save. Um, I guess that's what they're moving forward is Damian Priest versus Sheamus, which I'm on board for. It would be nice to see Damian Priest have a, have a nice little run with that U.S. title. Uh, we get a Ricochet, Matt Riddle segment, because once again, WWE is telling us that Matt Riddle is liked by everybody. Uh, Miz and Morrison eventually come in and hit him with the drip stick, which love it. Uh, we get a, we get the Ricochet versus uh, John Morrison Falls Count Anywhere match, which I thought was going to be a little bit more all over the place, um, but they did they reined it in a little bit. Uh, Morrison was aggressive. I like the top ring um, ring post shooting star press. Uh, there were a couple wonky spots throughout the match, but I mean, when you're kind of going full throttle like they were, that's expected. Uh, Riddle eventually comes out, of course. Uh, he tips Miz's wheelchair. I love all the wheelchair spots that Miz has been doing. This is no different. Uh, we get a splash off of the top through the ladder, and then Ricochet picks up the win. Um, it seems as though they're kind of uh, leading us to believe that Ricochet can win money in the bank, but we know he's just there to... Uh, Pop the, the live crowd. Uh, we get a Natty and Tamina promo because it wouldn't be a Monday Night Raw without it. Uh, Mandy and Dana interrupt. And spoiler alert, thank God we no longer have to deal with this this little feud. It's done. It's over. No more worries. You'll find out shortly. Uh, we get another Drew promo. Then we get a Rhea Ripley promo. She's going to face Natty. Uh, Rhea versus Natty was... Like pulling teeth, it felt like forever. We knew Rhea was going to get the win. I thought she would have picked up a quicker win, Ooh. Uh, but 
But no, no, they like to torment us. Uh, Charlotte eventually attacks Rhea Ripley post-match because they have the match coming up at Money in the Bank. Hopefully, uh, this ends that feud because that's another one that's just run completely stale. Uh, We get an MVP promo letting us know that Bobby will be there. VIP Lounge is coming up. Quick Charlotte promo was what it was. We get the VIP Lounge. Uh, Takes a minute for Bobby to come out. And when he does come out, he looks disheveled. He looks like... Looks like he, he had a bender a little bit. Uh, he has the ladies leave. I guess that's the way that they're going to write them off for going on the road now. Uh, and then Lashley just starts to destroy the VIP lounge. Let's MVP know that it's done. There's no more fun and games. It's back to business. And at Money in the Bank, he's going to destroy Kofi Kingston. Um, I've been a little hit or miss with this program. Uh, I thought the MVP Kofi... Uh, Interactions have been really good. Bobby has just kind of been not doing it for me as much as he was previously. Uh, I hope that this kind of restructure to his character helps that out. I expect him to win this Sunday. Um, But the match should be all right. Uh, But I do expect him to win this Sunday. Uh, And when we return, the second worst show of the week. With, in my humble opinion, the second worst show of the week, NXT. Uh, NXT really took a step back from the previous couple weeks. Uh, things started off with Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon. Uh, I did enjoy the way that they kind of told us that Shotzi and um, Tegan had been kind of uh, selected. Their contracts had been selected by SmackDown. Uh, so they're off the show, but now Ember Moon has lost the only interesting thing about her. So now we just have her kind of mindlessly going through the singles, uh, the singles roster. Uh, Dakota, uh, Dakota was really using Ember's face as a kick pad this whole match. Uh, Dakota hit the go to kick, pinned Ember. Uh, it was a pretty solid match overall. Um, Dakota Kai really looked strong. Uh, then Zia Lee comes out. She completely completely ignores Dakota Kai back to her and everything as she steps up to Raquel and challenges her for the title. Uh, It was really, really made to look like Dakota Kai was nothing, not even a a single threat, which I think is going to play into uh, the storyline going further with uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel. Uh, We get a Euro promo about the the tournament. Uh, His match is later. Um, LA Knight and um, Cameron Grimes have their first segment for the whole Butler thing. Uh, right off the bat, it seems like the whole Butler thing is gonna kind of come back into uh, LA Knight's face. Uh, there's not, it's funny. There's not much to it. Uh, we get Tyler Rust versus Bobby Fish. Uh, this was set up earlier in the day with a segment where Malcolm Bivens kind of broke down the Diamond Mind. Bobby Fish stepped up to the plate, wanted Roderick Strong, but Malcolm Bivens was like, "Nah, you get Tyler Rust." Uh, it was pretty hard hitting. Uh, Tyler Rust looks really good. Bobby Fish was uh, was noticeably out of shape. Just looked really, really bad. Looked like he was me. Um, 
Radok Strong causes a distraction. Rust hits the buzz kick and the wind. Diamond Mind circles uh, fish like a like a shark. Uh, luckily, Kushida makes the save. Uh, next week, we're going to see Bobby Fish and Kushida versus Roderick, so- uh, Roderick Strong and Tyler Rust in the tag team match. Uh, we get a killer, uh, killer, carrying cross and uh, Samoa Joe segment, kind of going over, you know, the rules of the match later. Uh, really sets up for their maybe potential feud. I don't know. Uh, we get a way, uh, the way uh, segment. Um, Johnny Gargano and company are coming in. Beth takes uh, Indy to the uh, side and kind of asks her about Dexter Loomis. Uh, I love Beth as the nosy gossip queen in the office. Really seems like it might fit her. Uh, we get Gigi Dolan versus Saray. Uh, during this match, Mandy Rose comes out. Uh, surprise, Mandy Rose is now on NXT. She's no longer on Monday Night Raw. So we no longer have to sit through Natty, Tamina versus... Um, Mandy Rose and uh, Dana Brooke. So we can thank whoever decided that. Thank them. Oh, just send them a nice gift basket, a floral arrangement. Edible arrangements are quite nice. Whoever did that, let me know. I'll uh, I'll send you one. Uh, during this match, not much to really report, except that Saray murdered Gigi with uh, just a drop kick that just whew, knocked her head back. It was uh, it was something. It was something. Saray picked up the win. Um, Legato uh, de Fantasmo, I think that's how you say it. I always mess it up. Um, kind of cuts a promo on Hit Row. Uh, Wild goes hard on Swerve about not riding the beat. That was something I wasn't expecting. Got a good laugh out of me. We get a Duke Hudson promo uh, about the tournament and their match coming up. Uh, Santo Escobar versus uh, Dexter Loomis. Uh, Loomis is just going full with the creepy gimmick. Um Legado de Fantasmo gets the advantage. Santos wins. Um, they're going to the back. Hit Row comes out. Had a nice little uh, little stare down. I guess that's going to be their next feuds for the U.S. Uh, North American title. Uh, we get Wade Barrett sitting down with Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly just feels like that, like that pizza delivery boy that never left your town, but he loves his life. And good for him. Good for him. Always, always goes to the jujitsu class on Wednesdays. It's a nice guy. Um, another uh, Cameron Grimes segment. He's mowing the lawn. It's, if you like it, it you like it. Uh, Indy uh, goes back, picks up Dexter after uh, after his match. Literally carrying him, but they fall. They look into each other's eyes. It gets real romantic in the CWC. And then Candace stops it all. And, uh, yeah, Cockblock Candace is her new name. Um, then we get the Euro versus uh, Duke Hudson match. Uh, in the breakout tournament, um, I look at Duke Hudson as a like a Wade Barrett Christian kind of hybrid. I really, uh, I really like his style. Um, I do like the the jacket gimmick with Euro. Uh, overall, it was a pretty good match. Duke picks up the win and he'll move on in the tournament. Uh, we get Pete Dunne and Oni Larkin promo, um, and then uh, Timothy Thatcher comes in and boom, out of nowhere, Chapa comes in. So I guess we're going to get those uh, those four men in some tag team action down the road. Uh, the Super Spreaders versus Robert Stonebrand. Uh, there's not much to this match. Super Spreaders pick up the win. Uh, Aaliyah finally has enough of Robert Stone. She uh, she pushes him and then finally attacks him. Uh, it's reported that Aaliyah is now going to the main roster. Um, during all this melee, she, she, she leaves. Uh, Jesse's just sitting there. 
kind of not knowing what's going on. Then Frankie Monet comes out. It's a little seductress, if you will. She she tells her to come with her, and then Robert Stone follows. Uh, not sure what's going to go forward with those guys. Um, and then we got we go back to Cameron Grimes. Three segments total. He paid a kid to do uh, did the work for him. L.A. Knight loses his mind. Uh, then uh, Grimes kind of knocks L.A. Knight into the pool, and we get a good chuckle. Uh, Adam Cole comes out, cuts a promo, going on about Samoa Joe and Kyle O'Reilly, and kind of opening up a little bit of a challenge. Uh, Bronson Reed, who we all thought has already left, uh, answers the challenge. It looks like his swan song will be with Adam Cole. Uh, Samoa Joe eventually does make his way out because he will be refing the main event tonight. Uh, backstage, we see Mandy Rose with uh, Frankie and the Robert Stone brand. Um, just a little, little run in. Not sure what's going to really happen uh, if Mandy Rose is going to at all interact with those guys. We'll see. Uh, and now it's time for our main event. Karrion Cross versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT title. Uh, this is the strongest I think Karrion Cross has looked. Um, some good near falls. Uh, I really like the buildup that they had throughout the match with Joe and Cross. Um, Cross kind of uh, picks up, doesn't kind of Cross picks up the win over Johnny, um, and then at the end, kind of sneaks sneaks one on old uh, Samoa Joe, and then uh, locks him in and knocks him out with a rear naked choke. Um, I'm not sure if Samoa Joe was cleared to wrestle, but it sure seems like he is. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to get Samoa Joe to get the title off Cross before he moves up, but that should be uh, that should be happening pretty soon. Overall, we're kind of in a weird little rebuilding phase again with NXT. Normally, there's a little bit more, but they just kind of got their they kind of just got their footing too, and now it seems like they're going to have to rebuild their women's roster with Tony Storm, Tegan, and Shotzi gone. Um, they did that a little bit tonight with Saray and Gigi. Um, and they do have the breakout tournament to kind of build some new stars that way. But overall, it looks like we're in for another rebu- a rebuild period. Uh, so yeah, enjoy that. Uh, when we return, we will be on to the second best show of the week. And better than ever. Well, we're back. And SmackDown this week was good. It was good. But it just didn't have that live crowd atmosphere that AEW Dynamite had. So, it's the second best show of the week. We start things off Paul Heyman, Jimmy Uso segment. You know what it is. Um, basically, Jimmy Uso is just looking for that that attention. Looking for that, like, you know, yeah, you did a good job, buddy. Um, recognition, that's what I mean, not attention. Eh, whatever. It's hot. Uh, Roman, uh, Roman gets, uh, starts off the show. Uh, first half of his promo is about Edge. Second half, uh, is met with Jimmy Uso coming out. Kind of calling out Romo for, uh, Romo. Roman for not being there last week. Uh, and Roman tells him, I was doing what you couldn't do. And then Jey Uso comes out and, uh, it, we, we find out that Roman brought back Jey Uso. He brought back the family. Um, so Roman Roman had this one line that I really liked. No one can touch us 
if we do it my way. And then there's this big hug and this look in Roman's eyes. I really, I really liked it. I, uh, I don't know if you, if all you listeners out there that have been with me since day one know that this Roman Reigns bloodline storyline has been my favorite storyline going forward. And I just, there's certain things that Roman does that I just really, really enjoy. Uh, we move forward from this to uh, Broke Boy uh, Baron Corbin interview. His hairline is just, it looks like it's scared of his eyes. Um, Baron Corbin versus King Nakamura for the Money in the Bank qualifier. Uh, no theme music for Baron Corbin. They uh, looks like they uh, repoed that too. Once again, WWE is really missing out by not having the repo man come and just steal this stuff. I mean, we had Ted DiBiase over in NXT. Why not bring back the repo man? Uh, Big E comes out because he's going to scout the match because uh, of Money in the Bank. Uh, he has a little couch set up. Him and Pat McAfee are chilling, uh, relaxing, calling some uh, some action. Knock uh, Nakamura and uh, Boogs come out, um, but not. But first, they bought Baron Corbin's G wagon. Not only did Baron Corbin lose his car, it was auctioned off right away. Um, yeah, so they, they were driving it around. Um, Corbin attacks Nakamura on his way to the ring. Uh, it's the same match that they've been having for like two months now. Uh, Nakamura picks up the win. Uh, it was a solid TV match. Uh, I would probably say it's on the better side of their series of matches. Um, Pat McAfee and Big E really, you know, kind of had some good humor during it all. Um then we get a Jimmy Uso and Jey Uso segment in the back, really uh, solidifying that they're a team again. Um, Natty and Tamina versus the mystery team, which ends up being Tegan Knox and Shotzi. Blackheart, uh, it looks like the Blackheart has been knocked off, and it's just Shotzi. Uh, Tegan and Shotzi looked good. They, they really did. Uh, it really feels like, to me at least, and I'm probably going to over-exaggerate, not over-exaggerate this, over Oversay it, but Shotzi really, really seems like she's going to be their Jeff Hardy. Um, I would kind of like to see her get the final spot in the Money in the Bank match to see what kind of lunatic uh, things that she does, because uh, she seems to just love to put her body on the line for no reason. Um, not uh, Tegan Knox and Shotzi pick up the win over Natty and uh, Tamina. I would imagine maybe we get the tag team titles on them sooner than later. Uh, we get an Edge promo. Um, you know, just selling his match with Roman. Uh, Sonya comes out. Um, we get the announcement about Bailey being injured and who her replacement's going to be. Um, but first, we get a quick Bailey promo where she does her best to thank the crowd while still being Bailey. Uh, Bianca is going to be defending the title um, on SmackDown Live this week versus at Money in the Bank, and it's going to be versus Carmella. Um, we get a Carmella promo. Uh, I was kind of shocked that it was Carmelo. I thought they were going to probably give it to one of the new people, kind of show her off in a, in a little bit bigger of a spotlight. But I am fine with Carmelo. Liv Morgan, however, is not. She comes out with a fiery promo. Uh, eventually, Sonya snaps and uh, kind of comes back at Liv for, you know, being whiny and says that uh, she's actually Carmelo's replacement for money in the bank. And if she doesn't shut it, she's going to get tossed to the side again. Bianca finally comes out and kind of cuts a little promo on Carmella. And uh, yeah, we're going to have Carmella and Bailey, I mean, Carmella and Bianca at SmackDown instead of Money in the Bank. Uh, hey, if we're cutting Money in the Bank shorter, by all means. 
I love a quick pay-per-view. Uh, we get a uh, Paul and Roman backstage interview, their usual. Uh, we get a video package for Tony Storm, who will be debuting on the brand eventually. Uh, Seth Rollins versus Cesaro in the Money in the Bank qualifier. Uh, we got Kevin Owens on commentary. Uh, Cesaro was bleeding out of his head. Um, Cesaro kind of sold this perfect 10 count on the outside, hit the ring. He didn't do that like, oh, it's nine, I'm going to run. He sold it perfectly getting in. I really like that. Uh, Charles Robinson, the whole time while Cesaro was bleeding, didn't have gloves on. I thought that was uh, odd, uh, but I won't tell if you don't tell. Um, Seth picks up the win, and he'll be in the Money in the Bank match. Um, Usos are waiting outside of Edge's locker room. Uh, Then we get a Seth promo where Edge actually eventually comes in, so he's not even at his locker room for the Usos to jump him. He's over busy setting up the SummerSlam program with Seth Rollins. Uh, We get an American Alpha promo where we kind of, you know, are told that Otis is now a killer. Uh, He looks like Francis from Pee Wee Herman still, so take that as serious as you can. Uh, Edge is now in ring. He tells Roman um, to come out. Says he won't. He knows he won't be alone. Roman uh, tells Jimmy and Jay to sit in the back. It's kind of this weird, like, they came out too soon, almost. Um, so Jimmy and Jay do come out. Roman's like, what are you guys doing? Um, he gets in the ring with Edge. And so it's Edge and Roman kind of going at it. And then out of nowhere, Rey Mysterio and Dominic return. They attack um, Roman and the Usos. So it's kind of like a whole bunch of uh, chaos going on. Um Eventually, we do see Edge break off that piece of the chair, get all kinky, shoves that in uh, Jay's mouth, and makes Jay scream and tap out. Roman kind of goes to the rampway and watches this as it's a three-on-two attack. Um, I think we might see Ray and Dominic throw up the tag team titles at Money in the Bank. That could be made possible this week on SmackDown. Um, they are setting up for another Usos Mysterios match, I would imagine. Uh, and that was that was it for SmackDown. Overall, decent show, no complaints. Um, it just didn't 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 hit the same way that AEW Dynamite hit. And when we return, we'll go over that. With the best show of the week, it's Dynamite Fighter Fest Night One. The crowd is hot, hot, hot. As soon as Wild Thing hits, it's just an eruption. It's the return of John Moxley. He's facing Carl Anderson for the IWGP US title. It's the second defense on AEW Dynamite. I believe it's the second defense. Um, Right off the bat, Eddie Kingston's out there with him. Eddie attacks Doc Gallows. They go off to the back. And this match is just... It's mid. It's just a mid-match. Uh, the crowd is still hot about the return of John Moxley, but Carl Anderson is not it. That run he had in New Japan a while back is never going to happen again, it seems. He's just that guy in a tag team with Doc Gallows. Uh, overall, it was fine. Uh, we get a promo from Lance Archer, who's now challenging John Moxley next week to a Texas death match, kind of a, a redo of the match where he lost the I, uh, IWGP US title to John Moxley. So uh, later in the show, they do confirm that that will happen at night two of Fighter Fest. 
uh, we get an Andrade promo where he uh, basically is saying that he's looking for the Death Triangle. I don't know if it's Phoenix. I don't know if it's uh, Pentagon. I don't know if it's Pac, but he wants to face one of them. Also, the highlight in this segment was there was no Vicky Guerrero. There was no Vicky Guerrero to, to mess up anything. It was just Andrade and his his little tablet boy that he has. Uh, we get the Ricky Starts. Starks versus Brian Cage, FTW title match. Uh, Ricky Starks comes out to one hell of a hometown pop. Uh, he has Texas in his hands, and uh, it it played out. The match was really good. Um, I thought as Hook moved around the ring, you could kind of tell what was going to happen, but um, it still played out very well. Hook kind of causes a ref distraction. Hobbs nails Cage with the title. Ricky picks up the win, and Team Taz is now... Down one less guy, it seems. Brian Cage is out. Uh, he'll probably go on a little bit of a singles run while uh, while Team Taz focuses on Ricky, Hobbs, and maybe eventually Hook hits the ring. Who knows? Um, oh, Codyverse time. Uh, Codyverse has improved greatly uh, since we're not getting any more QT Marshall matches. Uh, Cody comes out, pops on um, the announcer's headset, starts going off about Malachi Black. Yada, yada, yada. The lifts. The lisp is strong. Like, we're talking Mark Henry, world's strongest lisp right here. Um, he says this isn't enough. He needs the mic. He gets to the ring, hops on the mic, calls out Malachi Black again. Um, and Malachi Black answers. He's in the ring. Cody in the all-white suit. Malachi Black in the all-black suit. Really like the good versus evil that they're selling here. Uh, they kind of went at it. It was it was a good segment overall. It's nice to see Cody kind of back in decent and Decent to great segments. Um, I hope that we don't get a Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes in the strap match down the road. I hope it's an actual match. Uh, I think both guys will uh, will benefit from it. Uh, Ortiz and Santana kind of attack Tully, uh, but they really don't. They hit him with a fake crowbar uh, because they respect their elders. I thought it was a, a weird segment overall, but it's setting up for Ortiz and Santana versus FTR down the road. Um, we get Tony in the ring. He's calling out um, Tony Shivani. He's going to talk to Hangman Page. Hangman's going to call out uh, Kenny Omega, but then the Elite come out, and the Elite act like Hangman turned his back on them, which we all know isn't the case. The Elite are dressed like they just got done with a, uh, a shopping spree at Walmart. They look ridiculous. They all suck. Um, and then Hangman kind of, you know, Hangman's pop, also, I want to point out, was the loudest pop that we've heard in quite some time. Um, the Dark Order eventually make the save for Hangman, of course. Um, Kenny and Hangman come to an agreement. We're going to get a 5-on-5. Uh, five five. Uh, if the Dark Order and Hangman win, they get a tag team title shot, and Hangman will get the world title shot. If not, they they, uh, they don't get another shot again. Uh, I feel like... It, Dynamite has done this a couple of times, but Hangman's pretty hot right now. We get an Alex Marvez and Jericho promo where Sean Sean Spears and MJF kind of attack Jericho. Uh, next week, it's going to be Spears versus Jericho in the first uh, match of this little gauntlet he has set up. Uh, the chair is legal for only Spears. Yeah. Um, as soon as we can get Sean Spears off the screen, the better. Uh, we get Matt Hardy versus Christian in a match that should have happened 10 years ago. Uh, the DDT on the steps uh, from the apron was pretty nice. Um, 
the nine count uh, run in uh, for the kill switch win for, for Christian. It was just this match wasn't great. Um, HFO runs out, but Jurassic Express makes the save. Uh, eventually, um, Luchasaurus throws Christian up on his shoulders, and Jungle Boy just has this look, and I just, I'm not sure where they're going with that look, if that was meant, or if Jungle Boy just was like, what are you doing? I'm not sure. Uh, we get a Miro promo where he has a new TNT title. It's glorious. You could actually check it out on um, the Fired Up Pro Wrestling Twitter, at 3SecTan. Uh, it's it's a glorious title. Check it out. Give it a like. Maybe a retweet. Tell your friends about us. Um, Britt Baker is in the ring, uh, cutting a promo, um, just slicing and dicing. So much better than last week's uh, incel promo that she cut. Uh, throws a dagger at Vicky Guerrero by uh, kind of calling out her for being relevant only because of her last name, which I think we can all agree on. Uh, it's been kind of uh, interesting to see Britt Baker kind of take on the more face role in this. Uh, it quickly cuts to a Vicky and Nyla promo in, in the back, and that was the shits. Just god-awful. Just terrible. Um, Mox cuts a promo uh, agreeing, confirming the match will happen with Lance Archer. Uh, it's going to be a Texas death match next week uh, in night two of the Fighter Fest. We get Wheeler, Utah versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, it's kind of uh, nice to see Wheeler Utah on uh, TV. Uh, he had a couple uh, dark matches uh, that he got some wins. Um, he's kind of uh, been uh, the replacement for Trent as of late, which is a, a good fit for him, I think. Um, it's a good match. It's a glorified squash match, but it's a it's a decent one. Uh, Bunny and the Blade were in the crowd. They didn't do anything. Not sure. You know, I guess just selling the feud with uh, Orange Cassidy. Um yeah, but it was, a, it was a solid match. Sammy got the hometown pop. Not nearly like Ricky, but still, he got a pretty decent pop. Third third loudest pop of the night, I'd say. Uh, we get a promo in the back with QT Marshall. I don't know why. All he does is dump a protein shake on Tony Schiavone's head. And it was just, even that was god-awful. Just terrible. Uh, we have Penelope Ford uh, versus Yuka uh, Shizaki. I probably butchered that, and I, I really... I'm terrible with names, and I do apologize. Uh, I want more Yuka, though. She was amazing in the ring. Uh, Penelope was the right uh, feeder for her. Um, feeder fish, I should say. Um, just ate that up. It was She looked good. Uh, I am curious about about her going forward. Um, and we're, uh, we're at the main event now. It's the coffin match. Uh, Darby Allen versus Ethan Page. Um, the match starts. Scorpio Sky is in the coffin. Who saw that coming? Uh, Sting makes his way down for the save. Then it starts to feel like we have uh, Darby and Ethan in the coffin match, and then Scorpio Sky and Sting in like a false count anywhere match. The camera angles, um, camera work was weird in this one. Uh, it was a bit of a cluster uh, in the beginning, but things uh, things worked itself out. Um, the uh, the ego's edge uh, onto the steps was uh, was really really brutal. I like that. Um, Darby eventually picks up the win. I thought the match was decent. I thought it was going to be a little bit, a little bit more. I mean, I felt like the camera work in the in the beginning kind of took away from some of the stuff they were doing, like when Ethan took the bottom rope off. Uh, it's just some of the spots just felt off. I think uh, I don't think this match is completely the end of their little feud. It could be because at the end we saw. Darby hit a coffin drop onto the coffin, which was a really cool visual, um, and that ended the show. Uh, 
I'm excited for Fighter Fest Night 2. I think AEW is kind of on like a, a nice little tear, little run. The crowd's really into it. They have fans that aren't tired of their product yet, so they'll be hot. Um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was a pretty decent week in wrestling. Um, so yeah, um, come back next week to find out if it was a decent week or not in wrestling. I always struggle with the ending to these things. I never know when to say goodbye. Um, anyway... Follow us on Twitter. Uh, follow the Fired Up Podcast Network at Fired Up Podcast. Follow me at Daniel Soden. You can follow this specific podcast at 3SecTan. And don't forget to go to The Daily Smart for all your wrestling news needs. Farewell.